Welcome to another installment of the Technicolor Podcast, where we discuss the diverse and underappreciated aspects of all things geek and nerdy. As a reminder, if you would like to submit any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to do so by sending an email over to technicolor214 at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the episode. So today I am joined with Jacob. Sup? And Tanya. How are you doing? Hi. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very honored to be here. We're honored to have you. And of course, we got Carlos Mixmaster. How are you doing there, Carlos? Hey, hey. All right. So before we get started, I wanted to ask if y'all were under Wonder Woman's lasso, you know, wrapped in, and you had to admit something, uh, what would y'all be afraid to admit? okay so for me i'm i'll you know i'll live my truth i really love 90s pop like it is so addictive and keep in mind i'm not saying just like nc backstreet boys no i'm talking about the british pop stars too as well like matter of fact there's like a album that i still have to this day billy piper billy I have that album CD to this day, and I still listen to it. I'm not going to... Matter of fact, the whole thing is downloaded on my Xbox One. I will admit that truth. (laughs) I'm no longer ashamed about it. My favorite Batman movie is Batman Ninja. (laughs) The animated, the same company that did JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and the intros did a anime version of Batman called Batman Ninja, where he tries to foil a plot by Gorilla Grodd, a talking gorilla, and is sent back to the Sengoku period of Japan and must beat all of the various inmates of Arkham who have been there due to time shenanigans longer than him. Mm-hmm. Joker is dressed up like a Japanese daimyo and doing his best Oda Nobunaga cosplay. It's at one point, all of the supervillains use their various samurai castles in combat via, like, tanks. And then Joker uses a piece of technology to combine them all into a giant mech. Again, the Sengoku period of Japan. It's really, really stupid, but I have never been so thoroughly entertained by a Batman movie in my entire life. The fact that it's my favorite Batman movie is, like, is blasphemy. It okay. is what it but is. But God, it's so, <laughs> so entertaining. All right, Diane, do you want to answer the oh, question? Oh, yeah. I actually like the song Driver's License. <laughs> <laughs> she came go. out with another song, and I was like, this is going to be one of those, you know, cheesy breakup songs. It goes hard, dude. And I'd be listening to that by myself in my car, acting like I'm listening to, like, rap. You know, I got to look. <laughs> I got to look hard when I'm driving. I can't have to look hard, Danny. <laughs> There's no because you would be surprised. Why am I? Why am I being? I'm being incredulous about this. Whenever I just said that my favorite Batman movie is Ninja Batman. I'm in a healthy God. relationship and I listen to these breakup songs and I cry. <laughs> like if I'm the one who's hurt. Man, I just that's what I would be afraid of. I just admitted I love my '90s pop music. Hey, we, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we are all accepted here. Everyone likes '90s pop music. I no really like it. Like Backstreet's back. We all no, no, no. We all know. All right. <laughs> I'm not saying I have an unhealthy obsession with it. 
but I really, really, Everyone really like it. Like, bro, that is my room. It is my playlist. You don't understand. I would call it unhealthy if I didn't have make peace with it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Like literally, the only main reason why I wanted to keep my XM satellite radios was not to keep the jazz, not to keep the updates on letter rap. It was because it was like legit constant access to nineties pop music. Yes, nineties on nine. We've all listened Man, to it. Man, I lit my god, it got me through life. You don't understand. <laughs> it's an unhealthy obsession. Okay. And I will never surrender unless, it. Unless an Aaron Carter song is on that playlist. No, it didn't go that bad. No, no, no. Uh, see, then, then, then they're, you're fine. <laughs> no, not not something real with Aaron Carter. No, but I did play Hanson like no one's business. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. okay. So today on the podcast, we are going to be discussing Wonder Woman and why she deserves more credit. Now, I understand what you're thinking right now. Wonder Woman has two fleshed out movies, and of course, they come out with the Snyder Cut. What are you talking about? Well, yes, she has been getting a lot of recognition. However, in the comic book world. Not really. Yeah, in regards to like her being important and stuff like that, that's been a relatively recent thing. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, there were like some specific runs of the character that now everyone considers like, oh, these are some of the best comics of the superhero genre ever written. Right. The George Perez run is like legendary for people who love Greek myth like Greek and Roman mythology and just what they did for the character, right. that initial Silver Swan arc. Combined with, like, the battle against the Gorgon sisters and all of the other stuff going on with that is just phenomenal. And it's great comic books. And that art is gorgeous. So gorgeous. But post-80s. <laughs> and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Right there. Right there. So, before we get started, of course, we like to thank the Dallas Public Library for letting us do this. And today, our promotion is actually going to be our graphic novel section. The Dallas Public Library has a ton of books. Of course we are, because we're a library. But as times has gone on, our graphic novel sections of all our libraries, all 29 locations now, have an extensive graphic novel section. And of course, we also have our feature today, Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. But the books I'm going to be recommending today is actually Womanthology. One and two. It is actually located in our central library, which you can request and have it sent to any branch location. But specifically, I want I want all of our listeners to read. Mm -hmm. It's a really good comic book. So what that is is actually a collection of female comic artists mm -hmm. who uh, tell their own specific stories. Mm -hmm. And it's weird how they range from the superhero to the real to the aspiring and also to sometimes just some things that only women understand. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a really good read, and I recommend everyone... Uh, read that today. So, Wonder Woman is arguably the best superheroine ever in comics. She is recognizable and as iconic as Superman. This Amazonia is a fierce warrior and will continue to be a gold standard for heroes to come. Why is she underrated? So, in DC Comics, there's this idea of the Trinity, right? And mm -hmm. it's sort of the three pillars that have held up uh, DC Comics and popularity for decades. So the three biggest ones are the ones that are the biggest, and those are Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Exactly. The problem is that Wonder Woman's counterparts have always just sort of eked ahead of her in the popularity polls, just because a lot of your early comics readers were guys. <laughs> And sorry, and no, no, yeah, no, 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 you, yeah, no, 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 it was, like, and that's and that's sort of the inherent problem, right? Is that because mm -hmm. of the the nature of the hobby, Wonder Woman being a female protagonist, a lot of guys 
initially just wrote it off or maybe don't jump in to one-on-one because they they don't see themselves in her which is wrong and you should always try and endeavor to find art that can give you different perspectives on how life is but yeah i i think it's it's that combined so not a lot of exposure for one for two the origins of the wonder woman character and sort of how that has shaped up have her origins have been retconned and messed with multiple times Mm -hmm. this has led to inconsistency and also taking aspects of her character and trying to she was designed to be the feminist superhero and because feminism has changed over the decades the idea of what it means to be a powerful woman in the modern world changes with the times when authors pick up the character and try to write that out yeah it can lead to stumblings no Um, it it does so let's actually let's dive into that just a little bit yeah so a lot of people don't like if you don't know if you don't know the history of wonder woman i'll be brief here so wonder woman is the uh daughter of zeus and hippolyta or she was carved from clay by hippolyta and then given breath by aphrodite yes <laughs> or she was a foundling and never had superpowers to begin with or she's the daughter of hippolyta in hades or she's an alien or yeah. and so on and so forth so you can already kind of see where we're getting at here <laughs> So the story has been rewritten, and in Wonder Woman's defense, always keep this in mind. Uh, I'm pretty sure have we seen like some of the DC 52 movies, like yes. the animated movies. Their origins get rewritten all Constantly. the time, so it does not help Wonder Woman out it, in hers, the slightest. That yeah. hers keeps. I'm getting... familiar with the Clay backstory. Yeah, the Clay because is when like... I first started watching Justice League. I know I said this last time, but like with my sister, that's how they introduced her. Was like they just made her, and then she was like super strong already and knew how to fight and stuff. I didn't like that, to be honest. Oh, why not? Well, because I think it's pretty... Like, heroes aren't just born great fighters, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, had to train like she's an Amazonian. But yeah, like, to bring up the Aquaman movie, Mm -hmm. I hated how he just got his supplies or his... Right. His staff. Yeah, and then he already knew how to use it. It's like, no, dude... Go to, go find your Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. or someone yeah, 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 that'll yeah. like train you yeah. and but make you better. Batman yeah. had to travel all over the world and learn from the greatest martial arts masters across in order to get as good. And Superman was born with Kryptonian powers that gave him a whole bunch of random stuff. But part of the reason why I think Wonder Woman is underrated is because she's got both mm-hmm. in that she was born. Yeah. I think it's because she's a girl like Fair. To make it no, that's fair. simple, I guess, because women are always perceived as being weak and fragile, yeah. and we have to be protected by men and stuff. Well, see, this was kind of the beauty part about Wonder Woman when she came out was mm-hmm. the fact that it, it went against that trope very hard. And well, with, I don't. Th- no, it, it, well, I don't okay, think so, so let's and except for her old weakness. Yeah, yeah. Marston and his <laughs> wives. Yeah. <laughs> Had had this was when Wonder Woman as a character was first developed. It was created by a psychologist, John Marston, who wanted to create a superhero, a female superhero character for DC Comics, mm-hmm. in order to try and be like, see, women can be powerful too. But this had a lot of like weird nineteen like fifties feminist ideas, along with his own weird sexual hangups. Yeah, Wonder Woman originally 
had all of the super strength and everything, but would lose all of her power and become obedient if bound. So oh yeah, yeah. Her so, little her little mm-hmm. chain thingies that she her little uh, wrists wrists yeah bracelets. guards her bracers. Originally, those weren't just used to deflect bullets. If they were bound together, she would lose her powers temper like until they were unbound, yeah. and then she would. This was done as a way to sort of give her a weakness similar to Superman with kryptonite Mm -hmm. wherein it's like oh the villain would capture her bound her or whatever and then she would do something smart or clever to show that she was intelligent in order to escape which you know cool but also uh we can all kind of agree that a woman losing her powers the second she's bound by a man is a bit no, it's super it makes sexist. her weak. Yeah. No, it's super sexist. It's, we'll, we'll be yeah, honest here. That's, that's not, that wouldn't really fly nowadays, which is why they, they got rid of that power. She no longer has that yeah. sort of thing anymore. Now the only way to really hurt Wonder Woman is through some form of like magic mm-hmm. or just hitting her really, really, really yeah, hard, like with most superheroes. Super so if you don't know, Malston was uh, him and his wife and his... Uh, other wife, which is kind of weird because both of his wives were like legit, like uh, smart. Like they, oh yeah, yeah no, yeah, major intelligence. Like both of them were. I know Elizabeth was a psychologist, yeah, and uh, Olive was. I don't know if she was like a psychologist per se, but I know she was an amazing writer. She was. She was one of their mm. students. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Which is what makes it a bit weird. Also, yeah. like yeah. again, that's why I said, oh wow, interesting. But you can't life see my face. Led by the Marstons. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Li- which is kind of weird because they were, you know, it was a great relationship. Yeah, no, that was a lot apparently very <laughs> healthy, very good relationship. Loved them to pieces. Everyone was okay with it, and you know, power to them. Yeah, it's all of them had their agency. It was, it was like, no, they legitimately decided, hey, this works for me. This works. <laughs> it works. Power works. to them. Power to them. It's just they and they made one of the most influential comic book characters of all times as a team. So good for them. Power couple. Yeah. Trio. I, I mean, I barely get a Tinder date, Triples. and I had to create a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Sometimes the origins kind of mess it up a little bit, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's really not fair for two reasons. Because, like, one, you know, not everyone has, like, the best start in the world. Like, believe it or not, like, like even look at Spider-Man, where Spider-Man was just, like, created out of something just because it was such a last-minute rush job. Yeah. It was such a last-minute rush job. Mm-hmm. But now look at him. Sony and Disney fight over him all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but so, it's... It, but. So, like, the current the current in the canon, for those of you who care about canon, is that she is the daughter of Hippolyta, queen of the Amazons from Greek myth, and Zeus, the Greek god. Mm-hmm. That is the current canon. That is how it was. Her demigodness is what gave her her super strength and other powers. And then she lived for, like, I think it's... I think she originally was born in like 1900 or something. And then. Yeah, 1900. Yeah. yeah and then she sort of trained on the mascara for multiple decades and right. then, then came in contact with Steve Rogers in. Steve, Steve Trevor. Trevor. Yeah, Steve Trevor. Trevor yeah. Steve, Ro- Steve Rogers is Captain, Captain America. America. Oh my God. Well, see, you know what? You see, you know what? This is where you blame Hollywood because I yeah. don't care what they say. Look, Chris Pine and Chris Evans. There are only slight differences between both of them. Okay. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's right. I went there. I went the there. Face, I, I went there. It. I went the, there. They but, do not look the same. I don't but. care. You put a shield on both of them, they could have both played the role. That's no. my most controversial statement that's, today. That's actually <laughs> You're crazy. I mean, from a character standpoint, Steve uh Trevor and Steve Rogers are actually very similar. Yeah. And in the comics, 
in order to not make Steve Trevor like the male equivalent of the cute female sidekick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave him like by making him part of the military. He was leader of the Suicide Squad for a while. He oh was, yeah, that's true. That's he was so their true. handler. He worked with Amanda Waller for all of yeah. that to help perform supervillain. Oh no, Amanda, Amanda Waller is a boss, but that, that's for a few. That episodes. is a whole episode. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole another episode. We ain't gonna get into that right now, oh, but. Boy. Let, as we were discussing Wonder Woman, so the reason why this episode idea came about was because when I, I realized that when I was watching top tens list of like, especially like fighters and strength and stuff like that, it was amazing of how like little Wonder Woman was featured or not at all. Yeah. It's, it's surprising. Like, especially when it comes to like fighting abilities. Yeah. I'm like, yo, Wonder Woman is like an Amazonian. Yeah. Amazons were like legit like yeah. seriously like th- those are it's not like with superman who's a brawler that just uses throws his weight around and that's how he's exactly. strong she was trained in the art of war by a warrior culture <laughs> for multiple decades and the entirety of her life even though she wasn't on those videos i was still happy to see that they put other female characters mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah yeah like gamora Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Gamora makes sense. They oh, put yeah. Katana on there, right? Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, see, so you have to. So it was kind of weird how, like, they just omitted something like that. I was like, yo, But she's is... the OG in like, my head. Exactly. You're the OG. Like, I'm... Well, well okay, well, apparently not as the OG, but... Ma Hunkle, technically, technically, is the, yeah. the first female superhero, and we don't... Whenever we get... Whenever we talk about the JSA, we'll bring up Ma Hunkle. Yeah, we'll bring her up. Yeah. Oh, I don't no, even don't, know don't. who that is. <laughs> so, so Ma Hunkle is technically the first, like, female crime fighter in comics, I believe. I read this, like, forever ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was basically sort of like a parody superhero where it was this old lady that was just, like, dressed in, like, a muumuu and an apron and then beat dudes over the head with a frying pan. <laughs> Um, no, no, she had a good right hand, man. Like, don't, no. she had a good uh, right and it hand. Was, and it's meant to be comical, where it's this like forty-year-old like Rubenesque woman going around beating up criminals, mm-hmm. ha ha ha. But at the same time, just like housewife going out in the middle of the night to go beat up ne'er do wells like in her neighborhood, like that is, that's not a bad <laughs> thing. Uh, and DC eventually repurposed her into being sort of the, like, den mother for the Justice Society of America mm-hmm. as, like, their, sort of as, like, their Jarvis or their Alfred or yeah. everything where, like, all of the people in the JSA basically, like, learned at the foot of Ma Hunkle and now she's, like, retired and is wow. basically there to, like, bake cookies, make tea, yeah. and also whenever anyone is acting a fool, whipping out the frying pan again or grabbing <laughs> them by the ear and saying you need to go to apologize to your sister. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, I'm going to look into that when I get home, Ed. Because when you said my uncle, I thought that was just like you exclaiming No, 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 no. no, no I was no. like, that's, what? Uh, yeah. Sometimes I, I have to be honest with you. Throughout, like, throughout the series of this podcast, I promise you, there's going to be just references. Like, I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then Jacob has to explain it because I'm terrible. I know way too much about DC Comics. Yeah, I know. I, it's, I, I, that's I, why you're great for the podcast, I man. I took a deep dive on that like forever ago, and a lot of it just got committed to memory. Right. So let's actually discuss this. So one reason that I kind of have... And and I, I really feel like this is legitly valid. I like to call it the Batman curse. Oh, yeah. The Batman curse. So, yeah. So, the <laughs> Batman curse is basically ever since he went head to head with Superman, 
no one it feels like he's like the best fighter out there yeah and and i'm gonna be honest with you like and this is just my personal opinion you will say what you will afterwards when you hear this no superman there's no way superman would lose to batman in an actual fight like i'm sorry in a 1v okay so my here's here's my rule that i've had with Mm -hmm. hero versus hero conflicts the winner is whoever's book it is yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, that's basically Wolverine what it is. versus Cyclops. Who wins? Is this a Wolverine comic book or an X Men or a Cyclops comic book? Yeah. or is it an X Men comic book? Then it's a draw. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, yeah always... that's a good point. Yeah, no, it really it, is. That's just who it is. If you see Hulk versus Thor, is it a Thor comic book? Hey guys, guess what? Thor's gonna win. Is it a Hulk comic book? Guess what? Hulk's gonna win, or it will be. It will look like one of them gets the upper hand and then they get stopped by the villain and then team up together because it's a team up book. And that's kind of what happened in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. But let's not get too sidetracked. Let's not get too sidetracked. Even (laughs) this fight, the Batman v Superman fight, is Mm. originally brought up in The Dark Knight Returns. Batman loses that fight. Thank you. (laughs) Batman loses. The whole point of that fight is that it's trying to trick Superman into thinking that he accidentally killed (laughs) Batman breaking superman's no killing oath and making him snap the heck up and, and go oh i shouldn't be working for the government anymore yeah like, and on top of that, keep in mind superman was never really trying to even like hurt, hurt batman him. he was not trying to i want to pull my hair out <laughs> he wasn't trying even when you see that batman v superman movie superman did not only not want to fight this guy yes he wasn't even trying to hurt him. No. He, he really was not. He, even then, he helped. But again, we're, we're, we're getting off topic here. Yes. But we're, we're getting But ever since that, it, it's Batman's just been like legitly OP. Yeah. And it also doesn't help the fact that out of a lot of the universes, especially in the DC, Batman has been expanded far greatly than anyone else's. Yeah. And then it also doesn't help the fact that everyone in the Batverse can all of a sudden have like this major grandmaster martial arts skills. Yeah. But this is probably the more important part. Mm-hmm. Let's recall the Justice League Tower of Babel. Yeah, this one's important. Ever since that story. So if you do not know what that storyline is, Batman has created contingency plans to neutralize the Justice League in case they go bad. Yeah. That is the case. So This list gets, and these contingency plans get stolen by, in the original comics, it's Ra's al Ghul. It's Ra's al Ghul, yeah. Uh, and then in the animated movie, it was the Legion of Doom. Doom, yeah. And they basically repurpose his plans to make them lethal in order to take down the Justice League. And mm-hmm. then they make up their own plan for Batman. And in that one, the most important one, that <laughs> and the, the reason why this has come up, is that Batman creates a plan for everybody. Mm-hmm. Except for Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, everyone else is like, so so like, as an example... The plan for a Green Lantern is to make him afraid because whenever they lose willpower and lose the will to fight, they can't use the rings anymore. Yeah. For Superman, it's use the fact that Superman is always altruistic and is going to go and save people to trick him into basically taking a kryptonite bullet to the heart. Wait, repeat that. I didn't hear the first. <laughs> so, so like, so Batman creates a plan for everybody and yeah. he uses their psychological weakness combined with their physical weakness in order mm-hmm. to create a, a, a trap to, to neutralize them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is in case they ever go rogue. So the best example is Superman where okay. you fake a kidnapping or some other such thing and you oh. just call for help because Superman will always show up when you call for help. Okay. And then shoot him with a kryptonite bullet whenever he's not prepared. Wow. Because mm-hmm. it, it, that's, kinda, it sounds kind of easy. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's the point. That's the point is <laughs> that they're supposed to, they're, the plans are supposed to be clean and simple solutions. Mm-hmm. 
and they're originally not meant to kill anyone. So, like, in Batman's original plan, it's it, kryptonite gas, make him breathe it, it'll knock him out. Mm-hmm. And the Legion slash Rachel will repurpose it so that way it's, like, it's lethal now. Yeah. The one for Wonder Woman is that Wonder Woman will never stop fighting. That's the one. Yeah. That's her, that is the plan. The original plan is to get is to use either psyops or like scarecrow fear toxin to make her fight an enemy that doesn't tire, and just keep her fighting, just for perpetually because she'll never stop because that's what Wonder Woman is like. She's she is a warrior for peace. Yeah. She will mm-hmm. never stop fighting, mm-hmm. and so. Ever since Tower of Babel, people have been like, oh, Batman always has a plan or whatever. And it's like Batman's plan to neutralize himself is the fact that there's 8 billion people on the planet that could stop him if they wanted to. Yeah. Like, that's whole, he's like, the whole quote is like, what's your, the contingency plan for you? And it's like, the Justice League. He's not insinuating that the entire Justice League would be necessary to stop him. It's the fact that literally anyone on the Justice League could stop, stop him if him they wanted to. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not... <laughs> Batman is only prepared to such a degree. To such a degree. He's not stopping Superman whenever it comes down to it. He's not fast enough to stop the Flash. Yeah. He's not... And he's not going to beat Wonder Woman in a fight. He's the no, he's weakest not. one? Is that That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. like that's yeah. He recognizes that he's the weakest one. There's, mm-hmm. there's several quotes that are done, that have been done like Batman and superman and other stuff Mm -hmm. such things wherein he feels overwhelmed by all this crazy cosmic stuff that goes on in the justice league and that's why he had to make the contingency plans because psychologically that's one of his weaknesses is that he has to feel in control but here we are on an episode of the wonder woman show (laughs) talking about batman hence the curse hence the problem (laughs) hence the curse that's what I mean. It's like it, it's it's. You brought it up, Eddie. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> see, see, but you know what? It, it's weird how it proves the point. It illustrates it, the point beautifully. It really does. That's why I call it the Batman curse. Because for whatever reason, even an episode that is not about Batman, we did that episode already. Yeah. And it was still about Zorro. Yes. <laughs> and so it's like we've already done that episode. But the problem is, is the fact that it goes back into the point of just really how Batman has really overshadowed yeah. DC in so many ways, and then him being like just an amazing fighter and just like. Like, with just like, hey, I have a plan on a plan on a plan. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, look, bro, I play chess and I've seen some grandmasters play. <laughs> There's only a level of degree where it's at, man. I'm just keeping yeah. it real. But see, it goes back into like, hey, this is the Batman curse. It's like everyone's like, well, you can't be Batman. Yes, they yes, can. can. Yes, they can. Like, I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. Superman is pulling those punches back. Yeah. Wonder yeah. Woman is not trying to take him down. Mm-hmm. She can. She absolutely can. Here's the thing. Wonder Woman was super popular in, like, the 70s and the 80s because mm-hmm. of the Linda Carter show. Yeah. Like, she was actually very popular. And the thing is, is that for a long time now, she's felt overshadowed by the others because they all got their moment in the sun in films. And then the Wonder Woman movie happened, and Wonder Woman got popular again. I see a Wonder Woman costume based off of the movie costume every Halloween ever since the first one came out. Exactly. And yeah. t-shirts. And t-shirts. And t-shirts, yeah. Normal t-shirts. Warner Brothers, like, it, it, and it, it's just sort of been this thing where nowadays, because, like, geek culture has tried to broaden so much and because the movies yeah. have become so popular now and have become successful, that more and more women are reading comics and wanting to get involved in the industry. And this has meant that Wonder Woman media and 
products have gotten more popular because of that. And that's right. why it's like, why is Wonder Woman suddenly popular now? And it's like, it's because the barrier to women in this culture has thinned out considerably. It's still there. There's still, a, you can still get hostile looks from guys whenever you go into a comic book store and you're a woman. You'll still get the occasional rude question in regards to, are you here to pick up something for your boyfriend and stuff like that? Which is, oh. That actually happened. <laughs> yes. It's, no, no, no. Talk about that. Yeah. Talk about it. Please talk about it. Well, okay. I, I made a graphic novel sign. I, was, I didn't buy the book to read it. Mm-hmm. Right, but I was making the graphic novel sign for the fourth floor, and so I just bought a comic book to rip out the pages. And, mm-hmm. and so I went up to the register, and the guy was like, "Oh, is this for your boyfriend?" And I was like, "No, it's it's for me, you know." He's, "Are you even gonna read it?" And I was like, "I don't want to say no." Okay, yeah. once he started questioning me, I wasn't gonna read it, but I was like, "Yeah, I am." And he was like, "Oh, okay." Um do you even know who this character is? And I was like, it says Superman. Who doesn't know Superman? I'm sorry. Does the paper? Sorry. (laughs) But yeah, (laughs) like, it's kind of like, it's annoying. Really. Because, because, yeah, there's nothing but guys in there. I'm Nothing but guys in there. And because it's sort of like dolls and action figures. Mm hmm. Like, I, whenever my sister, she would have these little, like, Superman and Batman figurines, like, mm-hmm. my family would be like, you're a girl. Here is this Barbie doll. And it's like, no, we like superheroes too, man. Like, just because we're girls, it doesn't mean anything. Well, see, this is kind of, like, part of the issue that, um, and, you know, keep in mind, like, we are, I'm, I'm understanding and I've been fully aware of the history of the fact that you have pretty much geared yourself to a particular demographic. Yeah. You have. You have. And then as, especially now, we've, we've gotten better about recognizing everyone else. And it, it's, it's continually getting better. Yeah. But this kind of really goes into the problem of just like, these are the barriers that still exist. That's why I don't really like wearing band shirts or mm-hmm. superhero shirts. Because I'm always nervous that like, if I'm going to get approached, it's like, do you even know like their backstory? or Right. And when it comes to music, like, do you even listen to them or is it just for style? And it's like, dude, I'm wearing it because I like it. But in in a a world where Wikipedia is access to you all the time and you can just figure it's it's kind of weird how that still continues to happen. It's just it's just because girls are just like I said earlier, they're portrayed as we're just weak and fragile. And Mm -hmm. also, like, if I could bring in culture, you know, we belong at home <laughs> you know like looking after a man taking care of like the man that you're with and stuff and yeah yeah that's super frustrating and i'm sorry you have to deal with that because yes. that is not a thing that i have personally dealt with and that's it i i'm already that's so annoying no it really is <laughs> like i've never i've never had to consider like whenever i wear t-shirts of stuff that i like i just wear it because i like it and no one's ever grilled me on it mm-hmm. and that sucks that you even have to consider that for a second yeah as, i as have only two superhero shirts it's, because it's, it's just yeah. a constant question that's why i try to stick to like <laughs> no it's, it's always kind of plain weird. normal shirts mm-hmm, because yeah. i just don't i just don't want to hear it, it it's kind of weird how they feel entitled to like ask you that it's like, dude i'm telling you right now um <gasps> I anime wanna study gate... i want to just know everything and, you and then should. outsmart a guy oh no no that's no, no. we'll I help you do. oh i'll help you oh i'll help you all day <laughs> 
it's it's weird because they it, what they call them like anime not necessarily like anime gatekeepers but gatekeepers gatekeeping in general just it's just it's a huge, huge 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 problem thing? yeah so what gatekeeping is it's a slang term that's used to describe for whatever reason a particular demographic we know which ones they feel entitled to these properties part of that is just because the industry itself has always catered to these to these particular groups so mm-hmm. it's not necessary so don't ever feel like oh it's my fault no, yeah, no, yeah. no 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 and, no 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 and also to point anyone it's basically when talking about any hobby any thing the gatekeepers are always whichever demographic is being catered to mm-hmm. by that thing so as an example in like comic books and stuff here it's going to be your typically like white like late teens early 30s 30s male yeah males mm-hmm are going to be the ones that are typically be gatekeepers for that thing mm-hmm. that okay, are going to try it. and grill you on that kind of stuff because it's like, mm-hmm. why are you invading our, our space. space when it's like, it's everyone's space mm-hmm. because everyone can like the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not exclusive. Like, please yeah. don't never. It's just mm-hmm. that, especially when you spend years and years. And keep in mind, all of this is just to make money. Yeah. So it, it's not necessarily, so don't, like, when you see, when we talk about this, it's not, yeah, it's part of his sexism. Oh, yeah, I'm not. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely no, is. No, yeah, it happens because, like, my boyfriend, Eddie, let me clarify. <laughs> There's confusion. <laughs> he wears nothing but band shirts. So he has mm-hmm. ACDC, the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. and everything. And anytime we're out, like, it's always someone comes, oh, you listen to ACDC? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Do, 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 do. But if I wear one, there's times where I wear one, and it's like, do you even know who that is? Mm hmm. Then it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's gatekeeping. But yeah, that's what it is. And it's just, it, it's annoying because it really does prevent more people from enjoying it. it. It really does. I will add this. I experienced the culture thing with like, not my, I admire my parents because my parents are opposite in the mm-hmm. sense of like my dad, he's the one who cooks and mm-hmm. he cleans and he's home. And my mom's the one who comes home from work. And it's, so I'm, I didn't grow up in that household where it's like you have to clean you have Mm -hmm. to do this 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 but it's whenever i meet like friends Mm -hmm. families and stuff and it's like it's just i don't know times are changing times have been changing and i feel like it's probably going to take a while for wonder woman because i I don't ever see a guy saying that wonder woman is the best i think the reason why you don't hear about it often is well because we don't really they don't have platforms like this. I'm just yeah. This is this this is the reason why I kind of love this. She's in my top five. Yeah, yeah. This is the reason. Yeah, I you love guys are yeah. The first. Like, she's in my top five. <laughs> we are literally doing an episode about defending Warner Woman here. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. She's really good and a very interesting character. And mm-hmm. there are multiple very good comic book runs wherein I'm like, you should read this because Wonder Woman's kind of the best. And I've got like all sorts of favorites whenever it comes to one. I love the Gail Simone run. I love her. The recent DC Rebirth run with mm-hmm. her is fantastic. I love... I have issues with the change to the canon and the New 52 run, but the actual New 52 run is still great. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I have issues with the Grant Morrison Earth 1 trilogy that just finished up. Oh, yo, God, Jesus Christ. Okay, let's not get into this. <laughs> but, the art is, into this. but the art is gorgeous. It's great, but... The art is gorgeous. It's just yeah. weird. <laughs> 
I guess it's I think they were trying something new. They were I trying think... something. Earth One has always been weird. Yeah, it, um, it, it's and, a whole episode on that one. <laughs> yeah, and and just all sorts of stuff. I love her team up books. Mm-hmm. There, they did uh, a Brave and the Bold series with Wonder Woman and Batman. That oh, was, that's a good. That one. was based off of Celtic mythology, and it was yeah, fascinating. That was a great and one. gorgeous. God, uh, it's so pretty. But you know what? It was book. that throwback. It was, it was throwback to that early fifties. It, it was like a legit, like early fifties team up. It felt and like it, a, a classic team. It, up. It, it was legit, cla- and it was done so beautifully. It's just you get to see Wonder Woman having to like wrap her head around a mystery while Batman's having to deal with like magic. Yeah, and it's just it's so it's so interesting because it's just like it's Wonder Woman being like I can't punch this problem, mm-hmm. and that's really <laughs> frustrating, and Batman being like. Okay, I'm in literal magic world. Have to adapt. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, what's the thing that Alfred told me whenever I was whenever he was telling me yeah. bedtime stories? Uh, <laughs> no, that's what it is. What is it's it's, it's again. Good. It's what does it look like? It's just like it's, it's so good, but it's like so good. But like no, it's 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 uh, but it's, it kind of really kind of ties into this is the reason why Wonder Woman is important is because. You know, like it or not, like Wonder Woman really does a good job fighting sexism. She's great. It's it's amazing. It it really is. And correct me if I'm wrong. That's why he made her right. That's why she was created in the first place. Her intention is. This is also why whenever people talk about like keeping politics out of comic books, I'm like. So just get rid of Wonder Woman then, because that was the whole purpose of her character. Well, see, it's get rid of the X Men. That was the whole (laughs) whole point. Points of that book. Like, <laughs> bruh. And so, Get rid of Black Lightning? That was the point of that character? Jon Stewart, gone. Like, what is this? Yeah, so it's it's surprising, like, when they talk about, like, these particular, like, hey, I don't want politics. Um, it, It's like, okay, so you, you, you do realize you're going to be throwing away a ton of story. Like, it's kind of weird of, like, when they kind of really talk about this stuff, like, hey, I don't want politics in our uh comic books i'm i'm looking at you like so you don't want stories in your comics yeah that's basically what i'm hearing it's like think of it like this say you want a movie let's say if you want like a battle action scene but you don't want any inspirations from world war one or two whatsoever yeah good luck writing that story (laughs) good luck with that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that's kind of the but it's funny how they mention that but at the same time i'm like these politics actually do create amazing heroes at the end of the day and you know, say what you want, say what you will. Superman's an immigrant story. Superman is an immigrant story. A, it's a wild concept to me. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like, yo, this is like the most positive example of immigration like ever. It's it's let it go. <laughs> it's built. It's built and baked in to stories in general. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that's why doing this podcast we we get into when it, the politics and stuff like that this entire podcast we've been essentially talking about gender politics and it's because that is wonder woman the character that is the purpose of her character is to get you to start thinking and talking about these subjects mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. while also watching her eviscerate a centaur yeah it's a crazy like, it's great no, it's really good. it's no, great really <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you no but i i say watch like her this. Watch her blind herself to beat Medusa. It's, it's great. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you right now. If you really want to like, if you want to look for a clip, and ironically, you can check this movie out at your local library, hint, hint, wink, wink. Look at Justice League War and see how Wonder Woman is as a character. Yeah. Never backing down, completely being herself, mm-hmm. and yet she is taking on dark side and is hanging in there. Like, yeah. no, like, no. I can't say that word because this is a public podcast. But 
none given. Like she is just taking it to him, taking those punches, and yeah. completely delivering. It is an amazing representation. It really, really, really is. Watch the the Justice League cartoon. Mm-hmm. And, oh and, yes, and uh, like Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Watch watch mm-hmm. Wonder Woman as a character, like solely develop as this individual that's having to come to terms with the fact that her origins aren't what she's always said, mm-hmm. and that she has to constantly fight uh, in man's world, and like have to deal with the fact that like there's all of these preconceived notions about her. Watch her having to deal with the fact that she's as a character. Growing and having to deal with having a normal man's world alter ego. Mm-hmm. And and also more importantly, having to bind, bond and find sisterhood and and family in mm-hmm. man's world. Because she can't go back to the mascara. She that's that's her, big, that's her big arc in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. Is finding new family members because she can't go back and visit Hippolyta whenever it is, she wants It's also to. kind of yeah. weird to see her struggle even with, like, even with like womanhood and sisterhood. It's weird because there's been quite a few episodes where she has dealt with like the conflict of that as well. Yeah. We're, like, matter of fact, I think one episode in particular where she had to deal with somebody who came from them, who was raised on Themyscira. Yeah. But she ended up being the very thing that she's fighting against in man's world where she's trying to take over the world, poison mm-hmm. man's world. Yeah. And she has to fight that. And she's very conflicted in the episode. But yeah. It's quite surprising how she kept or, up her morals in the, at the end of the day. Or the one where it's her and uh, hot girl going and trying to fight Felix Faust and her mm-hmm. having to deal with the fact that hot girl doesn't like her. Yeah. Like just I actually remember that. That hot girl is just kind <laughs> yeah. of annoyed by her. Yeah. And yeah. she's just like, but we're the only girls on the team and I want to bond with you about that. And then yeah. Hot Girl's like, how am I supposed to do that whenever there's nothing relatable about you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have wings. <laughs> I have yeah, wings. exactly. Like, it's like, you don't sweat. Like, how am I supposed to deal with that? Yeah, so it's, it's quite surprising because, like, it, it, it's weird how, like, especially the Justice League, it's weird how they developed her character but it's done so... Yeah. And keep in mind, this is, like, with all the characters. It's so great. Yeah. It, they do so much good justice to a lot of their characters. Mm-hmm. But particularly Wonder Woman where she... She literally gets better as as a series. Yeah, and also it, yeah. like she she one is willing to become more affectionate with other members of the team. Like mm-hmm. you see her keep everyone at an arm's length, and then by the end she's like going out hugging people. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that uh, she's she's the one that is canonically religious mm-hmm. because she calls and worships the Greek pantheon. Like she invokes the name of Aphrodite and Hera and Athena all the time, and. This is a thing that, like, John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, and mm-hmm. Hot Girl are, like, have to deal with. Because John lost his entire race and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then Hot Girls, the Thanagarians, they do have a god that they don't worship or invoke because it is a wrathful evil god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that episode is wild because they fight capital C Cthulhu and that is crazy. <laughs> they went there. They went there. They went there. It was crazy. It was but yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's, good episode, though. But it's it's weird of just like, like you you have the, it's like you have kind of like this, try to like downplay her, and yet mm. she's been like consistently like the morally and even like the most physically strong characters consistently mm-hmm. yeah, throughout she's, this. Yeah, she's when talking about like superheroes and like Justice League and stuff like that, all of the different heroes sort of like who, what is, what is your job on the team? Mm-hmm. Right. Superman's that the shield, his job is to keep everyone safe. Batman is the planner. His job is to try and foresee threats before mm-hmm. they happen. Uh, 
the Martian Manhunter is the heart. He's the one that keeps everyone together. Literally, like, telepathically, he keeps them in communication. Right. Um, and Wonder Woman's the strength. She's the base. She's she, yeah. She's she's the she's stronger. the tough guy. She's yeah. the <laughs> She's the one that will always keep fighting. She's the mm-hmm. one that gets everyone to talk to each other if they have problems mm-hmm. and tell them like, "Hey, you need to hash this out." She's the one that is typically like the actual field leader. Yeah, like she's the one that's like, "Hey, if we're gonna fight, I'll take point, and I will be the first one there every single time." If Superman is the shield, Wonder Woman is the sword. Yeah. Is the best way to put it. She is the one that is on point. And the fact that she doesn't... I feel like people don't give her enough credit for that. No, they don't. It, 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 I think it's just because they don't see it. They don't see it as often. They really don't see and it as often. And I feel like they, that's, that's sort of the thing, is that, is that Wonder Woman is always the first... She's the one that's leading the charge. I'm, I'm betting the, the rest of the league doesn't see her face when she fights because she's always in front of them and they only see her back. Mm-hmm. She's always the first one to make contact, and especially in comics. Oh, yeah. If it's not her, it's Superman. And it's if it's Superman, it's because he's stopping something from attacking. Mm-hmm. It's not because he's being on the offense. My sister told me about a... Uh, I think, like, how it's in her blood because of, like, the certain formation that they use to fight to where they have shields... Mm-hmm. They're all in a ball, and they have shields over them and to the side. And whenever people are trying to, you know, like kill them, right. <laughs> like stab them, she'd make a face. Um, whenever one of them gets hit, that they just pull them out, and someone switches back in. Like they're mm-hmm. willing mm-hmm. to give their life up for their team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and that's yeah. I was it, like, that's that ac- why <laughs> that accurately describes Wonder Woman to a yeah, T. Is that she's, mm-hmm. and then and we're not even getting to like the other different versions of wonder woman that exist oh yeah canonically like we're we're haven't even gotten to donna troy or uh cass or cass wonder girl mm-hmm. um the new wonder girl yara floor who's oh, yes. in that we just yes. got and her whenever dc's last big events um future state yara floor was the wonder woman that they used for that one it was great it was actually probably the best book in that oh, whole yes. thing it was just sure. really fun um or nubia who's uh, probably getting her own comics run, who uh, is canonically Wonder Woman's sister. She just happens to be black. Yeah. (laughs) Not really a big explanation for that, but but they're by blood sisters. And and we're all super excited to hear more about that character because her design is great. (laughs) It really is. It's really good. It's really, really good. (laughs) Okay. Um, and the the few comic book appearances that she's been in have all been super cool, and it's just yeah. like let's yeah let's do that. Um, all right. <laughs> but it's been, a, but yeah. So that's um, I'm glad we kind of hashed this out a little bit. Cause yeah, it, it's been something in my head for a long. It was time. like half of this episode was just us like talking about gender politics and how it's like bad that Wonder Woman hasn't gotten more credit, and the other half has just been us gushing about Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why we do these shows. That's why we do these. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, break it off in final words today. What is something that you want, I, I guess, uh, our listeners to kind of really understand about Wonder Woman and her importance? Uh, I think culturally there aren't as many characters that have had such a big impact as the DC Trinity, and that includes Wonder Woman. She is probably one of the most influential superheroes Almost every single, like, female hero you've seen in, like, the past, like, eight decades has DNA of Wonder Woman in them. Mm -hmm. There is an aspect of her, if we're talking 
from Buffy the Vampire Slayer all the way forward to, uh, like, Adam Eve in Invincible. They all have traces of Wonder Woman in who they are as a character. And going back to these archetypical, sometimes simpler-seeming characters, I think is good. Because it shows you what is supposed to be the standard for heroism in comics and in media. And so I would just recommend picking up a Wonder Woman comic, looking up what the best storylines are maybe, finding those trades, and just giving it a read. Because it will be rewarding and it will be good. I'm going to let you have the last words, Don. Yes, Bro, I'm... no, I just got lost in it. You're going to have to wrap it up for us on this episode, so I'll go next. <laughs> Sorry for the pressure on you like that. <laughs> For me, Wonder Woman, it kind of goes back into it's it's a great thing to see because you you realize the hero is not exclusive to men mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, a particular type of men. But it's it's a great thing that um, you, everyone's being represented in comics. And it kind of also shows that, you know, every one of us can have superpowers. But, you know, then again, they're superpowers and they're not real to begin with. So mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a great thing that. Everyone's included in the story. All right, you got the last words, Tanya. To me, she's the OG, and like, well, personally, I didn't read comic books growing up because I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> I just went off of uh, Justice League, and I always sort of saw that in Wonder Woman that she was the one who was always ready to fight and ready to kick some ass. <laughs> if I can say that, <laughs> and yeah, I think her stories be should be given more attention because women are also strong we're not weak we don't have to be protected by men and we can handle ourselves and i feel like that's what she represents all right i'd like to thank everyone for listening and as we always say there are color in those pages